reading is from Psalm 118, verse 1 and 2, 19 through 29. Let us listen to the word of God. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, his steadfast love endures forever. Open to me the gates of righteousness, that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. O Lord, we beseech you, give us success. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has given us light. Bind the festal procession with branches up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, I will extol you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
gospel reading today is from Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. Let us listen to the word of God today. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, the Lord needs them, and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet, saying, tell the daughter of Zion, look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them, and they brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest heaven! When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? And the crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today in our scripture reading, we hear about Jesus and his disciples at a parade. Now, besides New Orleans, I think Jacksonville, Illinois, knows a lot about parades. In fact, this was a big part of our introduction to Jacksonville. Nearly seven years ago, soon after I arrived, I joined a small group called Superheroes Saving Smiles. And the first event I was ever involved in with this group was the homecoming parade. Batman, Green Lantern, and Spider-Man all gathered at Duncan Park. Who said DC and Marvel can't work together? Now, Batman was really worried that we didn't have any candy. And I thought, who needs candy when you've got superheroes? Of course, these superheroes couldn't just sit and relax without candy. With all the kids and adults and families, these superheroes were busy in that parade, waving, giving fist bumps, taking pictures. In fact, when I tell others about Jacksonville, this is what I tell them. This town's the best. It has parades for everything and two days for Halloween. Candy, candy, two days of candy, and then more candy. Jacksonville is where kids' dreams come true. (laughs) Because of this, I think we can imagine a Palm Sunday parade pretty easily. Jesus knows his journey to the cross is about to begin, so he readies his disciples for an entry into Jerusalem like no other. Well, actually, it has some precedence. It fulfills the prophecy of Zechariah, which says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Lo, your king comes to you, triumphant and victorious is he, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. As we hear, Zechariah shares important character traits of this coming king. Triumphant, victorious, and humble. I imagine many waiting for a triumphant and victorious king, probably from a battlefield. 
One scholar's insight is especially helpful in understanding this more fully. Victorious, perhaps better translated, saved, emphasizes that God's victory over the king's enemy saves him and thereby enables him to assume power. In his triumphal entry to Jerusalem, Jesus rides in on a donkey, which follows the near ancient, near east, uh, eastern royal processions. And as Keith said, it reminds us how humble he is. And faithful Jews living in and around Jerusalem would have known the foretold prophecy and what this parade symbolized, an entry of a king that's triumphant, that saves, that is humble. We see and hear and still celebrate today this parade that brings great joy and excitement. A large crowd gathering on the narrow streets, shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David, Hosanna in the highest heaven. We also hear that this parade brings much more than shouting and acclamation. It says, Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil asking, who is this? In addition to joy, Jesus' triumphal entry creates turmoil, chaos, a mess. Among the cheers and this mess, we get a glimpse of Jesus' character. As Jesus rides in on the donkey, we see his courage and his resolve, his ambitions to be this peaceful leader of a different kind of kingdom. A few weeks ago, our treasurer, Larry Bork, was in the church office, and I noticed an important paper on his desk. Instantly, I was curious and wanted to know more, so I asked him to explain this chart to me like I was a five-year-old kid. His eyes lit up. He started explaining all the numbers, even adding stats into the mix. It was quite obvious that it was involved, but his enthusiasm, excitement, passion was contagious. The paper he had on his desk was the Men's March Madness Bracket. <laughs> so on a lark, because of his enthusiasm, he convinced me to get in on the action. When I came home and showed Siobhan my bracket, she was a bit surprised. Now she follows college basketball because of her dad. Jonathan, you don't watch college basketball. What teams did you pick? I don't know, I had like 10 minutes to pick. Larry told me that half the time the people who know nothing have the greatest shot at winning the whole pool. And it's only $5. <laughs> she started listing off teams, I didn't know. But with this bracket, I became hooked. And I'm watching these games my brother's like this, looking at the score on his phone, and when I'm supposed to have family time, for the first time, I understand some of you. <laughs> Talking about turmoil, chaos, a mess, this year's Mar Men's March Madness is one of the greatest messes of all time, right? Of course, my bracket isn't winning but I did beat Larry. <laughs> and my brother who picked Purdue. In the midst of this year's March Madness, we caught a glimpse of one coach's character in the last few weeks. 
Kansas State's coach, Jerome Tang. Some might already know these stories. Shortly before his team played in the Sweet 16 game, Tang made a phone call. Setting aside his own stress, he decided to make a call unrelated to the game, momentarily stepping aside from this massive stage on which his team was about to play. Lily Cohn was a freshman at Kansas State University who graduated last year from Mays High School. She was an avid Kansas State basketball fan who met Coach Tang when the first-year Wildcat coach had dinner with her sorority chapter. Then less than a month ago, on March 10th, Cohn died from injuries in a car crash. Tang knew grief, having experienced sudden loss when his brother died 14 years ago, and he recalled his mother describing the death of a child as the worst pain a parent can experience. Prior to that game against Michigan State, Tang called Cohn's parents, Warren and Julie. It's a glimpse of God in the mess. Then after uh, his team, Kansas State, uh, a few days later, lost to Florida Atlantic in the Elite Eight, Coach Tang visited the winner's locker room to say congratulations. That's what he said to them, to the winners, as his team lost. Your toughness, your togetherness, your ability to make plays for each other, like the way you communicate with each other. Nobody can beat you all. Stay together. Don't get distracted between now and then. Stay locked in. Keep doing what you're doing. You're the toughest sons of a gun we've played all year long. Just proud of you. I'll be rooting for you. 20 seconds. This isn't normal for the losing team's coach to show up in a locker room after the game. He should be crying after that game because they weren't supposed to lose. But instead, he showed up and told him, told this team that he'd be rooting for them. This is a glimpse in the mess. Our world is like that first Palm Sunday, full of cheers and acclamation. But with it, it brings turmoil, chaos, a mess. We certainly live in a world with great turmoil, stress and politics, storms and tornadoes this week, loss, shootings, heartache. Yet today, Jesus comes into this world riding on a donkey in a parade, knowing full well this chaotic crowd will soon turn from hosannas, welcoming and shouting a king, to crucify him, sending him to the cross. Today, we can see glimpses of God in the mess. The late Mike Yankinselli went with author and priest Henry Nowen to visit La Arc community. He said, so many of my expectations were shattered there. In his book, Dangerous Wonder, I expected to meet God in the lives of those who were whole. Instead, God was hiding in the people with severe challenges. One of the first people he met was a young woman named Deborah, who was 25 and scheduled for her first communion. Mike arrived at the house where she lived, a house with 60 people with disabilities and a dozen or so caregivers. And he recalls, Deborah was in fully restrained wheelchair, her face radiant, her hair beautifully done, her dress 
stunning. The room was noisy and chaotic. The noise was distracting. People were humming loudly. Others were rocking back and forth. And one woman let out an ear-piercing shriek every now and then. Mike says, I was completely distracted, disappointed at the chaos and confusion, secretly counting the minutes until I could leave. Father Henry Nowen was going around to everyone, giving them the sacrament of communion. When he stopped in front of Deborah, her body stopped jerking and moving out of control. Her eyes glistened. She opened her mouth to receive the wine and the bread. And there, ever so slightly, I saw her smile. Deborah, the girl who could do nothing, the girl who would never give a talk, the girl who would never dance, the girl who would never write a book or play the piano or sing a song, taught me about the grace of God. For 50 years, I had struggled with God's unconditional love. For 50 years, I had tried to prove my worth to God by busyness. And Deborah revealed the grace of God even in the chaos. She didn't have the words to say it, but Deborah knew what it was to abide in God. And Jesus knows the same thing as he rides into that city. It's a glimpse in the mess. It might not always be easy to see it, but God is here. God enters our messy, noisy, chaotic world as a king who is triumphant, who saves, who's humble. There are still glimpses of God shining through people in this messy world. A moment to see and hear these glimpses of God in your life. As we head to the cross this holy week, we head straight into the mess. Pause. Breathe. Look and listen for a glimpse of God in the mess. Name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you found this podcast inspirational and would like to support the First Love Ministry programs at First Presbyterian Church, please send any contributions to First Presbyterian Church at 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois. Our zip code is 62650. Our phone is 217-245-4189 You can contact our secretary there between the hours of 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. Our email is office at firstpresjacks.org That's office at f-i-r-s-t p-r-e-s J-A-X dot O-R-G Masks are now optional anywhere in the church. Our in-person church services start at 10 a.m. on Sunday. Access to our online church service starts at 9.55 a.m. You can listen to these live services on our Facebook page which is www.facebook.com 
dot com slash first f i r s t p r e s jacks. You can join our Facebook group called First Presbyterians with a Purpose. We have a choir that meets from seven to eight p.m. every Thursday night, and we welcome all who are willing to sing. We look forward to hearing from you, either by email, mail, or phone. God bless, and may you have a peaceful and safe year.